From the Bible Chapel comes a new podcast, Fresh Faith. Over the years, Ron Moore has received many questions and has heard some great stories of what God is doing in the lives of people at our church. We've heard the questions and love the stories, and we're so excited to share them with you. Thanks for joining us for part three of Ryan and Denise Middleton's story. The Lord has been doing some incredible things in their lives thus far, and we just learned of Maddie's passing. We're excited to finish out this part of their story with what it looks like to have the church work the way the church was meant to work, and to hear the impact that Madison Ray continues to have well past her short 80 days of life. You know, we've talked about um, you measure life not by uh, days, but by, and not by years, but by impact. Mm -hmm. And Maddie's had, uh, Maddie continues to have a tremendous impact on a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk about your family kind of coming to Christ through that. And and then, uh, Ryan, I think just not too long ago, you got, an email or something from someone uh, talking about Maddie. Yeah, we've had, um, you know, everyone kind of rallied around us. And, you know, I think there's a general um, believe in God and a lot of people and a lot of our family. I think that um, her parents would have said, yeah, we believe in God. And my mom would have said, yeah, I believe in God. But no one was walking with the Lord. And, and since that time, um, not that everything has been, uh, you know, jumping for joy and everything's been, you know, perfect, but everyone has taken dramatic steps um, toward the Lord on both sides of our family. Uh, and so I think that's been incredible. Uh, and not just with our family, but with the people that we know not only close friends, but also with um, people that were not close friends. I got a Facebook message from um, a friend that I used to uh, uh, used to be a coworker, and she said, "You know, I've been struggling a lot the last couple years, and I wanted to um, wanted to let you know that I've been thinking a lot about." a lot of things and spiritual things and I think a lot about your daughter and what she's done in your life and the impact that she had Mm. and I'm I've I'm turning to God and church thing has been a struggle with her since then in the Mm -hmm. follow-up but um, but she's you know come to know the Lord through um, or turn to the Lord through uh, Maddie's life, and so she said, "I just wanted to encourage you that that your little daughter is making an impact in mm-hmm. my life um, to this day." Yeah, that's so great. It's pretty that's cool. cool. You know, um, while you go through the process of grief, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, you know, with with uh, with a child and, and, and anyone to an extent, but I'm just thinking about Maddie. You 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 kind of never stop grieving, right? I mean, you, mm-hmm. there's always that. There's a there's there always will be and sh- and you want to be mm-hmm. a ten- a really tender spot mm-hmm. uh, in your heart as you think about her and as you tell her story uh, as part of your family you know mm-hmm. um, I think that's uh, cool that now you get an email from a guy and he remembers Maddie and ha- and the impact he he saw her make on you guys and then that that uh, makes an impact on him mm-hmm. that's a great story it is cool. Um, there, there's some stuff that I think that 
we haven't even um, like the I that kind of go with this. Yeah, go, go with for it. Our, our the testimony. Um, so that that happened on December. Tw- she passed away on December 29th. and so um, those next couple months, um, I was kind of uh, uh, adopted by John Shell's huddle group, his men's group. Um, that kind of uh, just took me in and kind of gave me this safe place to kind of figure out what this whole Christianity thing was mm-hmm. and and what um, what it meant to to be a man of God and I had these wonderful influences on my life that were kind of um, you know allowed us to um, really dive in and. Mm-hmm. And these these are guys. These guys are like mean the world to me. Ten years later, to this mm-hmm. day, that um, you know, it's really how Christian community is supposed to happen. And um, I just couldn't be more um, happy uh, to have been a part of that mm-hmm. that that group. And it was a um, the, these huddle groups are like very high commitment. Meet once a week. For two years, uh, like serious commitment, like you, you basically like need to be bringing a doctor's note to not be there. Like we, we were, we were that committed. Hey, you right. need to be there. Like right. hold each other accountable. And and so, um, so one of the people in the group was Mike McCormick, who had, who had, who I had met when he visited us at our house, um, as a you know representing the Bible Chapel, and so. Um, Fast forward a couple months, um, March 1st, uh, I came to church, and Mike saw me that morning, and he said, what's wrong with you? And I said, nothing. Why? He's like, you don't look right. I was like, wow, thanks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> That's not the first time someone said that to me. So I, I proceeded through the day. Using all his pastoral skills. Right? Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> you don't look right. <laughs> <laughs> that was more of on a friend basis. Than as a pastor. <laughs> so, um, so Denise had a job where um, she worked on Sundays at the time. So I was I had taken Austin to church, and I uh, got after church. I went to the mall and let Austin play on the the play um, area play, yeah play mm-hmm. at the play area and got this urge to call my father who i had been estranged from for i don't know exactly how much but mm-hmm. maybe 15 years and so i had not made that call before but i i just had this urge to call him. i actually got the urge about 2 weeks earlier and I had obtained his sister's phone number from my mom, but I hadn't called him. So March 1st, I, I, from South Hills Village, I pick up the phone and I, and I call her. And I say, she answers the phone and I say, hi, Pat, this is Ryan Middleton. And I knew that would be like, whoa, for her. Mm-hmm. And she says, hello, Ryan. Hold on one second. Let me let me get off the other line she clicks over clicks back she says she immediately says ryan what leads you to call today and i said well i'm just checking in on how everyone's doing and i wanted to check in on my father and she said ryan 
I don't know how to tell you this. Your father passed away this morning. Hmm. And I was, I mean, I just experienced the death of my daughter. And I'm like kind of beside myself at this point. And and I'm uh, truly beating myself up because this urge that I had came two weeks ago. And I didn't do it until now. And so I'm going, I can't believe this. Like, I should have talked to him. And I was really angry at myself. Um, so I uh, w- I was still in my church clothes. We'd go home, and I, I-, I talked to my mom. I had talked to Denise. And I'm going through uh, the house, and Austin's, like, tagging along, like, putzing around. And I'm like, come on, let's go change. Come on. And he's and – he, and he, went over to the fridge and he grabbed these the magnetic letters on the fridge and we go up to the to the bedroom and as he's walking he he's like throws the letters and we had just painted the hallway and he's in the hallway and it rubbed the wall and i'm like austin do not throw those like i'm gonna Mm -hmm. take them away so we go in the bedroom and change and we're coming back out of the bedroom and he and and throws and hits the wall again and I was like that's it and I go to reach down and and grab them and the the two letters that were I had my hand over one of the letters and the two letters that were exposed were G and O and I I had my hand on the other one and I was like There's, that can't can't be a D and I move my hand and it's a D hmm. and I like freak out like I called well because the whole time because You're questioning yourself. I'm questioning myself, and I'm like Why? Why? angry at myself mm-hmm. for not. Call, I should have talked to my dad. Maybe I could have. Maybe I could have changed something. Maybe I could have, like, he, mm-hmm. maybe he wouldn't be dead right now. Mm-hmm. And and so, I called Denise, and I'm like, "Did you spell dog or God on the refrigerator with his letters?" And she's like, "What are you talking?" I'm like, "Did you spell that?" I'm I'm, I'm on the phone with her, mm-hmm. and she's like. No, I, I, I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, yes, why? And I I don't even know, did I explain to you at the time? I, I was literally like freaking out. Mm. And it get like, so that was like my rainbow moment. It was, mm-hmm. I had complete peace. Like I realized I wasn't supposed to talk to him. It was the way it was supposed to be. That was how it was supposed to happen, and it was okay. And that was um, that was. The, I don't know if I would have ever had peace over that hmm. if that didn't happen. And it was just very. Um, I mean, it's a cool story because God uses letters on a refrigerator, right? <laughs> yeah, and, that 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 Austin's throwing against the wall, and and those are things that like, if it didn't happen to me, I. I would have been like, yeah, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you're making that up. That's just not true. Like, coincidence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or chalk it up to coincidence. Well, you know. And that's why I was on the phone with her. Like, did you did you spell that? Like, you had to have spelled it. You had to have. And then he grabbed it, and it all makes sense. But dog or God wasn't spelled on the fridge. It's, it's just the letters that. So it's interesting. You know, you uh, your huddle group uh, meant so much to you, Ryan. Um, a safe you, you describe it as a safe place, right? Because uh, one, you're going through grief, and you got guys around you that are praying for you and lifting you up, and and uh, you know whatever they're saying to you, you know they're praying for you, uh-huh. and you can feel that. 
um, it was uh, it was interesting this past Sunday when we did the interview at church, and you talked. We asked the, the huddle group guys to come up. You could tell who the huddle group guys were because just in their face and the way they embraced you. Yeah, uh, that was pretty cool to see. And we have we the there the, something really cool that I mean we haven't gotten together in a long time. This is a huddle group we had eight ended eight years ago, or even yeah around eight years ago. We're we're all getting together again soon, so That's um, cool. it, it really inspi- inspired um, the guys. And one of the guys was the one that asked, "When's this podcast coming on?" Because <laughs> I want to hear the whole thing. When's the when's the long one coming? So now, Denise, did you did you have a like you're wor- you're back at work, right? Mm-hmm. So you're kind of pouring into that, but you're involved in a lot of things at church. Did you have a a group of Christian friends that were kind of surrounded you and helping you through this thing? I, um, through the church, I was introduced to several different women who had lost a child, mm-hmm. and, and I really clung to that and, and talked to them often. Um, and just the care that I got from them, as well as just everyone here at the church. I mean, I, I feel like I really clung to that. I clung to Ryan, too, just with his newfound faith too i mean he was he while i hadn't been on a walk with the lord i i feel like he just kind of really just took off and it really inspired me to to start working on my relationship and start learning more about about god about jesus and um so i think i clung a lot more to ryan during that Mm -hmm. time um but i did i mean just the the sense of community the sense of love that we got from everybody here was was huge and i think there's something to be said for um when you experience the loss of a child or any tragedy um having people that can relate to you Mm -hmm. is really Mm -hmm. key Mm -hmm. in in a part of that grief and a part of um healing uh at least it was for us um uh so I can tell you that for me personally, it was a struggle for me to, um, and I'm a person that's very compassionate and and very emotional. And at the time, it was hard for me to relate to others experiencing grief in other ways. Mm-hmm. And so, um, having a group, we we uh, actually went to a support group called mm-hmm. uh, with. Sids. Uh, Sids of PA. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they had a support group for people that have lost, experienced the loss of a child. The really cool thing about this is, is they didn't have any filters for like expressing your faith. So I'm this young new Christian and I'm already evangelizing to this support group, letting them know like, hey, if you want to know the truth about how I, how I, got through this and how our family mm. are able to um, keep moving forward, well, it has a lot to do with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And do you want me to share some more with you? So <laughs> that, that um, you know, that evangelistic part of me had a, had a, had a door open that was amazing because most of the time they're like, well, calm down with all the Jesus stuff. We're in a secular situation. But they were totally um, totally okay with us sharing. And what a, what a blessing that was. That's great. 
So you guys, you guys, uh, you're you're working through uh, that, and uh, uh, I remember uh, from where I stand uh, on the stage, you guys would always sit to my left, kind of halfway up that mm-hmm. one little uh, uh, seating area there. Mm-hmm. And then the next time, I really remember saying, "Okay, that's Ryan Milton. Ryan, you were pushing a, you're pushing a bunch of stuff to a pod in Robinson." Yeah. Uh, when we started our first campus, you guys jumped right in, and uh, you 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 were the first one there at that old theater, unloading it. The pot, this the I call it a pot. What is there a better name for it? Um. Well, I don't work for that in that industry anymore, so I don't really care. It's a pot. <laughs> it's a pot. Okay. But at the time, I worked for a company that. Um, it was a Go Mini, okay. and that was my company's, but I could care less now. Oh, so it was it your was company's pod. Yeah, pod. yeah. now I know. <laughs> yep. But it was so cool to see. I mean, you're and you've always been one of the hardest workers I've known on our staff, and and, and you're there, the first one there, and you're unloading the Go Mini pod, and then you're the last one there taking stuff to it. And then not long after that, you came on our staff, and you've led our um, – uh, outreach uh, locally and globally. You've been a- around the world, um, leaving Denise, poor Denise, at home. And she actually enjoyed that. Part. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, don't you need to take another trip? Yeah. <laughs> when are you leaving again? <laughs> Distance makes the heart grow fond. Right? <laughs> More of you to love. <laughs> it's cool, though. You know, one of our one of our um, desires has always been. To visit them in their homes because uh-huh. you that's when you really get to see, you know, who a person is and, and how they're doing. And you get real conversations with them. And you've done that. You've gone – you've been to Thailand. Uh, you've, you've been to Panama. I don't know how many times. I don't know where else you've been, but you've traveled a good bit and you've yeah. led that ministry. And we appreciate that and all that you've done. Yeah, it's been a great experience. I appreciate uh, the opportunity. Going into business and uh, doing some things there. And, and uh, as I said on Sunday, we're going to miss you. And just your, you, um, uh, when you work, when you walk in, a, in our staff meeting, we know you're there, and we'll miss that. We'll miss your personality <laughs> and and uh, just uh, all that all that you've done in leadership. And so, just from uh, on behalf of the elders and staff, just thank you for putting the outreach where it is right now, so that we can we can build on that. Right, I, 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 that's my desire. Is, yeah. yeah. So, um, so we start these campuses, uh, Ryan, and um, I think the word went out. We're going to start a campus. If you want to be a part of a launch team, meet in room whenever on whatever night at this time. And uh, I think is that where you kind of. Yeah, and and you would think I would have learned the first time when uh, you know John invited me to men's Thanksgiving breakfast, and I was just going to you know, appease him. Well, this go around, there was this new campus launch and Mike McCormick, who is my friend now and in my huddle group, we had been praying with him. He was kind of tasked with launching this Mm -hmm. multi-site initiative. And so we had been praying for this over the course of a good bit of time as a huddle group. And so, you know, Mike told me, you know, our group, you know, I'm going to be having this meeting. Pray about this. You know, we we really want a good turnout. And so I'm like, I'm going to go just to support Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. Just like you went to appease John. <laughs> exactly. So I'm sitting in this meeting. Hey, it's another body in a seat. Help support Mike. 
and they start talking, and they're like, we need someone f- to direct our setup and tear down. And I'm like, I have a moving background. I work for a moving company. Like, that's me. And so they're like, is anyone interested in that? And I like my hand just kind of went up. I didn't have any control over it. And they're like, okay, Ryan. Like, and I'm like, Mike, how did you do this? This is this was evil. And so no, but um it was uh so we, we, we were a part of that initial mm-hmm. launch leadership team. We made a six-month commitment to stay in Robinson and help launch the campus. And um, we ended up staying for three years. Hmm. Uh, we just loved the ministry, loved the campus. And um, once, we, uh, once we decided, uh, you know, it was time to kind of come back, um, we came back and the church decided, like, we can't, we need you. And so they said, "We need to. You need to come here full time." No, that's not really what happened. That's what my ego tells me. But I was, I was trying to figure. I was trying to remember that story. <laughs> that's, Can you talk about the reason that you stayed in Robinson for three years? Was because you had an amazing co-leader um, when we ran First Lake together. So uh, there's funny stories with that too, like multiple. So. If you want a comedy podcast, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> but if you want to, we haven't broken into that genre. Yeah. There are a couple things I'd like I'd like to uh, talk about as we as we wrap this up in a minute, Ryan. I I want to I want to ask you to pray for um, people going through some difficult times, um, and I'd like to wrap up with that. You know, maybe. Um, people who have lost a child or there's been a miscarriage or stillborn um, people who you know are, are really are really grieving and uh-huh. your heart is tender for that and I want you to pray for them but before we do that um, you know when you go through a, a difficult time um, a lot of times church is a hard place to be because people don't don't know what to say mm-hmm. or they say things that are that are that are they don't mean they're they they're, they're, they have the best interest but it, it just it mm-hmm. comes across wrong mm-hmm. and it can be hurtful yeah. and it can be hurtful mm-hmm. so go, give a little insight into that like talk talk to the talk to all those listening and and help us be better at um uh, Speaking with and ministering effectively to, and not not just ministry, but just interacting with those that we know are, are you know, really grieving and just mm-hmm. heartbroken, and we're heartbroken too. But we, we don't know what to say. So yeah. talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that. I would say, I mean, we certainly had our fair share of things that people said to us that were that were hurtful, that were. Um, you know, looking back, I we can tell it was it came from a good place, and mm-hmm. and really that was something that it took a while to, to really see that nobody meant to hurt us. Um, but I, I remember some of the most impactful um, things after Madison had passed away didn't involve words at all, and mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, we I would have friends or people that would come over and they would just sit there with you. They didn't have to say a word or, you know, even just the very conversation of 
I have no idea what you're going through right now, and I have no idea what I can say to make you feel any better, but I just want you to know that I love you and a hug. You know, I, I remember just getting a hug, and it was like I would just just fall apart and just cry because it was just that release that I needed because mm. somebody was showing me comfort, and they it made I knew that they cared. And I think just those very words of like, hey, I have no idea what to say to you, but I want you to know that I'm thinking about you was huge. And, and I, I think a lot of times we think we have to have the right words and we have to to make them feel better about the situation. Or on the other end of the spectrum, some people avoid it because they're afraid to remind you of this mm-hmm. horrible thing that happened to you, which you never forget. You know, it's right. something you think about 24-7 and even gosh, 10 years later, you know, it's, I think about it every single day. Mm-hmm. It's not as constant in my thought, but I think about her every single day. Mm-hmm. And so I think you've got the two extremes where you have someone that wants to, tries to say something, but truly doesn't understand your situation. And then you have someone else who, who tries to avoid it. And then you, I remember being very hurt by not hearing from people that, I was close to and it wasn't that they didn't care or they didn't think about me every single day they just didn't know how to to be there for me so I think for me the biggest the biggest way and the, the biggest impact that that, I, that people had on me was just by giving me a hug or just telling me like hey mm. I have no idea what to say to you but I want you to know that I'm here mm. and I remember That's you great. being hurt most by those that you know didn't acknowledge um, that that we you know we were going through this and yeah. and it wasn't anything you could control. It's just the way you felt. Like yeah, um, I think some people are even afraid to bring up Madison's name. Yeah. but mm-hmm. but you want to talk about Madison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. she's mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. precious gift, and you want to dis- you want to talk about her. Even mm-hmm. if even if even if you do break down, even you're crying. Yeah. That's part of, that's part of the process, mm-hmm. and so. You're Absolutely. not going to remind someone that they lost a child. They, right. They're, yeah. That's on their mind all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, a hug can a hug is worth a million words. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if you don't know what to say, just saying, "I I really want to hug you right now," and mm-hmm. is that okay? And yeah. That speaks. That love is what those people need. That support. That feeling. That. Um, knowing that you're not alone and knowing that, you know, God has placed those people in your lives. Uh, yeah, and I and I would take it even further that, you know, we felt so much support the days after she passed away. Um, but I remember it was, gosh, maybe like a month later, and you just felt like the world just went on. And here you are still in this, mm-hmm. this grief, this overwhelming just despair, and everybody's just moving on with their lives. And I remember I, I, just feeling like I wanted to go scream at the top of my lungs, like, what are you doing? Like, my child died. How dare you just go on with your life? Hmm. And there were few people that would come around after that because it was, I think, it's hard for people. It's hard to face that. It's not something that typically happens, a child dying, so they don't know how to react to it. So you had a ton of cards after after she passed away. But after that, it was that was probably my most difficult time 
were the months following mm. when the cards stopped and the phone calls stopped and you just felt like everybody moved on. But the and people that are most stuck. special in our lives were the ones that still reached out and they still called and they still stopped by. And I think that was so important for me because so many people are there immediately after a tragedy. And as much as I'd like to say I remember every single person that reached out to me, it's such a fog. What I remember are the people that were still there months mm. later. Mm. And I think that that's one of the things that I always try to remember, that when there is somebody going through a tragedy, to, to make it a point to not just reach out immediately afterwards, but to, to continue to, to follow up, mm-hmm. to see you know, what they need, what, how can I be there for you, or just to let you know that I care and, right. and I'm thinking of you. I remember feeling that on the, the, the day of her funeral, and yeah, it was New Year's started, Eve, yeah. and I didn't even, I had no idea it was New Year's Eve. It was, and I remember. Um, We'd come back to our house. Mm-hmm. Back, no, it was at your mom's house. We came back to our house so after the, the funeral. Maybe my memory has failed me, but I remember um, thinking or, or, or hearing someone talking about, like, what are you doing tonight or going out tonight? Their plans for and, New Year's and Eve. And I'm going, yeah. wait, what are they talking about? And then I'm going, oh, it's New Year's Eve. Like, people are still, like, living normal life. Like, how, how, I I remember, like, selfishly thinking, like, how can you go out right now? Like, and and, and that was just the reality of, like, life's going to go on. Mm -hmm. And um, you need to live life. And you're going to go through this grieving process. And, and, but God, I mean, God healed us. And God Mm -hmm. um, was always there for us. Mm Mm-hmm. And Madison still has a great story, doesn't she? Mm. She's still she's still telling her story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. And absolutely. And it's even over time, you know, it, we still miss her, and I wish she was here. But it's our love has continued to grow for her as if she were here, and it's mm. you know over time, it's even though I don't have the memories that I have with our other children, it's my love has continued to grow for her over time, just because of what she's done for us and, and for our lives mm. and for our children. They know they know all about her as well. Mm. That's great. Ryan, pray for us. Uh, pray for, um, as you're praying, just think about um, a person who is uh, going through what you went through. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're kind of, uh, they may be in the numb part, they may be in the fog part, they may be in a, in a really questioning part. Yeah. Um, they may be, you know, as God as God like really grabs you guys. They may be feeling like they want to get away, mm-hmm. and yeah. so um, so pray for those people, and and uh, we'll wrap up here. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 if that is you, um, let me just tell you that I can I can tell you with confidence, having been through that type of um, tragedy that. God can and will make beauty from ashes. And you can, I know, I, I completely understand that if you're in, um, if this is something that's happened very recently and, and you're listening to this, that you're going to have your doubts and that's okay. And, but I, I'm, I'm, I assure you that that promise, um, God, God will, uh, keep that promise and so 
um, let that be an encouragement to you um, if you're if you've if you're going through this if you have gone through this and maybe you went through this a great deal of you know great time ago and and now God is just starting to um, work in your life and so um, embrace that and and uh, and just uh, roll with it I think that that would be my advice to you so let me pray Heavenly Father, we uh, we come to you today so um, thankful for what uh, who you are, Lord. Um, Lord, I I know the power that you have and the um, how how great and awesome you are. And Lord, I know also know that there are people um, that have experienced some tragedy and some um, great loss in their lives and. And they're all over the board. I know, Lord, I was all over the place with my thoughts and my feelings and confusion and pain and hurt and all of those things, Lord. And when I clung to you, Lord, uh, it it just made um, everything make sense over time and brought me clarity and... and um, healing and restoration and all of those things and brought that to my family and Lord my prayer today is that any people that uh, might be listening right now that don't know you um, give you a chance give give um, give you a, a chance to work in their lives the way you've worked in ours and Lord I know that um, there are many different feelings and many different emotions um, for these people. And Lord, I, I also know that um, you're everything they need. And so I ask that they um, cling to you and allow you to work in their lives, to talk to um, a local pastor, to just um, travel down that road and see where you take them. And, uh, Lord, I, I just thank you for the amazing things you've done in the lives of my family, uh, my friends, through um, this experience, and just through our lives. And Lord, I just pray that um, all the healing that needs to take place for those that um, are experiencing the, uh, this type of thing in their life, that, that you just be with them and and hold them in your hand and just uh, work them uh, the, the awesome way you did in, in our lives. And so, Lord, I just lift all of those people up to you. I pray for all of this in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Denise talked about how powerful it was to see God through this all. This is such a great story, and I love that both Ryan and Denise are seeing Madison's life for all of the good that God is doing. It's just so amazing. I'll leave you with these great words that Ryan shared. God can and will make beauty from ashes. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.